0: That's a growler.
1: Do you feel like you took a wrong turn in life? Welcome to tomorrow's Motivations where we talk with people who educate, motivate, and captivate you with inspirational stories. Here's Dontrell.
0: It is my pleasure to introduce my next guest, Bobby Flores. Bobby is a serial entrepreneur, founder of Grawler Media, podcasting host, and producer. Known to most as a fixer, you are just likely to find him rebuilding a blown head gasket or remodeling a bathroom as you are to find him building a website or editing podcast. He and his wife, Carrie, have three children and live in the land of enchantment. Bobby is a co-host on Beauty and the Beastly Minute and the lds dating podcast okay bobby well thank you for joining me today how are you doing my friend
1: i'm doing good glad to be here
0: oh awesome awesome i'm so glad to have you here and just for those of our listeners i wanted to just say personally thank you so much for being willing to support me and my goal of doing this podcast uh You know, full disclaimer out there. I am with Growler Media, which is your company, and you know, you get the the full access and unedited previews (laughs) of of, of each of my podcasts that you help make sound just completely wonderful after the fact, especially with a lot of the, the the technical issues that behind the scenes you know personally that I have. So right. thank you. Thank you in <laughs> You're advance for that. <laughs> Glad to help. So just getting started wanting to to have the audience know a little bit about you, I found your story to be motivating since the day that we've been able to get in contact with one another and, and work together. I wanted to just talk a little bit about how you got started in this industry of uh, production, and kind of a little bit about what led up to that in your life, how you discovered that that is a passion of yours.
1: yeah, so it's it's kind of uh, it's kind of tied together both of my again, I don't know if you call them career tracks, but both of my work endeavors. So I've been in the construction industry for uh, pretty much my whole life. I've always kind of dabbled in and out of it growing up. And when I was in college, I started a business working as a handyman. And being in construction, that gave me a lot of time where I didn't really have to think about things too much. I was I was working with my hands a lot. And so I would start listening to audiobooks, listening to to a bunch of audio stuff, and pretty quickly ran out of content to listen to as far as audiobooks go. And so I was like, well, okay, well, what, what can I listen to? What What's out there for me to consume? And uh, that's when I discovered... I really started getting into to radio, you know, people were always listening to the radio on job sites. And so I, I started listening to a few radio shows, but most of the time you're listening to those and it's a ton of ads, you know, it's, it's a lot of commercials and ads and stuff. And so I, I realized that a lot of the radio shows had this thing called a podcast. And if I listen to the podcast, they cut out all the ads. So it takes a three hour radio show, a talk show and without all the ads it's actually more like 2 hours and i was like wow that's pretty sweet and so i started listening to one podcast and then two podcasts and before i knew it i had uh, about 80 something podcasts that i was subscribed to uh, that i would you know listen to and that got me thinking hey man i could i could do this i could i could start a podcast and so it started there. I had a short podcast that I had going for a little while, and the it, it takes a lot more work than you think it does,
0: <laughs>
1: as I'm sure you've, as I'm sure you're experiencing. Oh yeah, you, know, <laughs> you think it'd be pretty quick and easy to to record something and, and throw it out there, but it's it's setting it up, getting the people, doing the recording, the editing, you know, the publishing. It it all takes a lot more time than you think it will. So since that that was probably. Probably around like 2011, 12 is kind of when I started getting into, hey, I'm, I'm going to create podcasts. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I had a few that I dabble with and I got into uh, one of the podcasts that I listened to is it was called the Indiana Jones Minute. And basically it's a podcast where you you break down a movie into one minute segments and then you take that one minute segment and talk about it in a podcast episode. So, you know, each episode of your podcast, you're interviewing somebody. Each episode of a Movies by Minute podcast, you talk about one minute of a movie. And it's kind of insane to think about like there's enough content for you to talk about one minute of that movie. There's a ton of the Movies by Minute podcasts, but, but that's kind of what got me launched into podcasting more seriously was, was doing a Movies by Minute podcast. Um, I did one on Beauty and the Beast, and we're actually, we're still working on finishing that up. The, the 1991 Beauty and the Beast film. And that whole experience of of kind of breaking down that movie and and doing so many episodes on one thing, uh, led me to be exposed to a lot of different people. So a lot of people in the podcasting community, and then and then a lot of people that I would not normally have been able to have access to. So I'm talking about the guests that I invited to be on the show. Uh, some of them were, you know, actors, voice actors that that worked on the film, some animators, directors, and it, it was really eye opening to me to be able to use podcasting, use this medium to be able to connect with people and to have conversations with them and get to know them. And that's something that really called my attention. And so it was around that timeframe that I was like, I want other people to be able to do this. And having gone through, this was about the third podcast that I had kind of started up and got going. I was pretty comfortable with the process at that point. And I was like, There's a lot of people out there that don't understand podcasting. Uh, It's a lot of work, but it's not a lot of hard work. So it's, it's not too hard to get one started up and going, but it takes dedication, it takes work, but it's not a difficult and complex thing to do. And so that's when I thought of uh, starting up the Growler Media Network to be able to, you know, offer people an opportunity to say, "Hey, I'll I'll help you. I'll walk you through this process of getting your podcast up." And uh, you know, I, we do we do kind of filter the the podcasts that we that we work with, make sure that it's good content, that it's quality stuff. You know, there there are tons of networks out there. A lot of them look for different styles of podcasts. And for Growler Media, I don't have like one style of podcast that we stick to, but you know, it's like, Hey, you know, I want something, something quality. It can be entertainment. It can be education. It can be self-betterment, but something quality that you can listen to, you know, with your family in the room, you don't have to worry about if you're driving in the car that, Oh, I got to turn this off because, you know, there's inappropriate stuff for my kids to listen to. So, you know, good content is kind of the key, what I would look for in other podcasts. So I guess this is kind of a really long explanation of how how I got into (laughs) kind of podcasting and and getting it all set up, but right now I think we've got seven or eight podcasts that are that are part of the network that I'm helping get out there, and some are inactive and some are active. But it's it's been really interesting and fun, and to me, it, it's kind of a. a a fulfilling thing to be able to to help other people to get their voice out there and to get their message out there whether that is just hey here's something fun to listen to or there's something more like your podcast where you know you're trying to share a good message and trying to share people's experiences so i don't know if that answers your question entirely but the, the, i guess i guess that's my spiel
0: <laughs> no you know what thank you so much i mean and it's good to get an insight on you because this is something that i again find remarkable about your particular story i love the fact that you focused on wanting to help specifically other people, we really find their voice and find their independence in this field of podcasting. I, for one, I'm first of all thankful that you liked my work and found it to be appropriate for your media site. And also just the fact that you got into podcasting because of the differences that it made with listening to a particular show on the radio. And not having the ad and having to to listen through tons of ads and commercials, I I find that it's incredible that, you know, just that one thing led you to, oh, wait, okay, I can listen to a full show without interruption. And wait, I can do this myself. For me, you know, I didn't even understand what a, a podcast was up until I think it was 2015 When I was working as an intern for my college radio station, um, it was an online radio station and they had me do a podcast after my first semester because, you know, they thought it would be a lot faster and it would be something that could be more time flexible than me specifically having to be at the radio station studio from time to time when I had other work and other classes that I had to do. And so that was my first introduction myself to podcasting. It kind of sounds like around the same time you discovered the the medium as well. One thing I, I really like, because you said that you do like different work, you know, you are entrepreneurial. So how is it that you were able to navigate working through podcasting, you know, helping people to get their work out there and also now creating your own how do you manage that along with your other, you know, work responsibilities you have?
1: Oh, well, <laughs> honestly that that's been uh, one of the big struggles with the with the whole kind of podcasting and, and media journey because as of right now like I'm not really making money podcasting so it, it's it's a it's work, it's work that I love to do but it's not really bringing in any income. There is a little bit of money that comes in, but most of that goes out again just covering, you know, the the costs that do come up from it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So it, it's been a struggle, especially when I was creating a lot of content myself. So as of right now, most of what I do is kind of managing and uh, like executive producer type stuff where I'm not working on the podcasts as much as I am managing and helping other people to work and publish their podcasts. Uh, so it doesn't take up as much of my time. But when I was actually being a host and creating, especially when I had the 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 Beauty and the Beast, it's called Beauty and the Beastly Minute is the name of the podcast. But when we started that one out, we were doing an episode every day, uh, every workday of the week. So, you know, Monday through Friday, we would release an episode and they were, you know, 20 to 30 minute episodes starting out. And so we'd have to record all of those every, you know, every week was recording, you know, five episodes and then editing them, and then publishing them, and promoting them. And it was eating up a lot of time. And so it, it was a big stress because I was also working a full-time job and you know had a family, and having kids, and uh, having time with my wife. And so there there did come a point when I was working on that where it, it just became a little bit too much stress on myself and on, and on the family and had to kind of step back and say, you know what, this is something I love to do, but it's unsustainable to, to keep it up at this level with the schedule that I currently have. So mm-hmm. that's been kind of a, a constant struggle, a constant back and forth throughout the years of how much am I able to do without putting too much stress on my family and on my work life to be able to to kind of move into this, this hobby and make it into something that's helpful to other people and fulfilling to myself. Without being damaging to my schedule and, and my lifestyle. So as of right now, like I said, I'm kind of more in an executive role more than a creator. I do have a, a podcast that I'm hopefully going to be launching here soon, but it's a lot more of a relaxed schedule where I won't be creating as much content. So it's, it's not going to be as much of a drain, but a lot of the kind of executive stuff that I do do, it's just kind of being more of a personal sacrifice. So Usually, I'll get home from work. So, I I work in the construction industry. I uh, I work with a home builder. So, I'm out in the field, usually like 7 a.m. to around 5 or 6 Mm p.m. And then I get home, spend time with the family. We all try to get in bed pretty early because we have little kids. So, we try to get in bed around 8 or 9. And then I'm up usually around 3 a.m. And then I'll work, you know, 3 a.m. to to around 6 on podcasting, on uh, working on the network, on some other projects that have going on. And then, you know, get get to the day job. So I find it so far that, that that's that works for me. It's a personal sacrifice. You know, I get less sleep than than some people <laughs> might. You know, it's it's a lot of work. It's a lot of, of grind, but it's something that that my family's okay with because I'm not taking away time from them and that I still have that time in the morning where I can start my day and get going with something that I'm excited about working out that that kind of motivates me. To get through the day job. And, and, you know, I like my day job. It's, it's, a, it's a good job. But because I have so many interests, I, I kind of need something different than, than what I do all day long.
0: Bobby, that's amazing. I love the fact that you, even though, like, like you said, it's a personal sacrifice, I can still hear in the sound of your voice the fulfillment that it brings you. And being able to do that, I think, in itself, whether you're paid for it or not with monetary means, you actually feel the joy of just knowing I've accomplished this and I've figured out a way to work it around my professional work schedule and my family schedule and it's something that I can manage and that works for me. You know, personally, the the thought of getting up at 3 a.m. is daunting for me. <laughs> that's, usually, that's usually because I, you know, go to bed about, Midnight, and when I yeah. do wake up at that that time, it's probably because of insomnia and, and just a lot of <laughs> stress on my mind. But like you, I, you know, it is amazing. We we have to find that time that works for us because during the day, you know, I teach um, special education at an elementary school, and that's rewarding. That's fulfilling for me. But this is something that I try to work around, usually, the schedules of those individuals that are, you know, Willing to to let me interview them, right? And so that's it, it's it's always like you said, it's it's that balance. One thing I know for myself is when I've been able to just do what I'm doing now, being able to really just share these amazing stories and having people be able to be uplifted. I know for me that that's gratification enough, you know, for this time in my life doing this work. How did you personally feel when you realized you achieved this personal goal that you had set for yourself to really help people?
1: How did I feel? Mhm. I mean, it I feel good being able to to help people. Like I said, I like being able to help people find their voice. I like being able to help someone realize that what they're wanting to do isn't as big a hurdle as what they thought it was. So, uh, that that's kind of one of the big things that I love about podcasting and helping people to podcast, because you know, 20 years ago, if you wanted to do something like this, there wasn't a way to do it. You would have to try to go to a radio station and you know pitch your show and hope they liked it and hope they thought there would be sponsors that could back it and hope that the listeners would be there, and it would be the people in your city that you have to pull from. And most likely, especially something like some of the podcast. I mean, if you think of a topic that you're somewhat interested in, most likely there is a podcast on that topic. The reason that's possible is because there's a worldwide audience. Anybody can go and search for a podcast and they can subscribe and you can have 20 people. You know, you think, oh, only 20 people will listen to my show. Hey, that's 20 people that are wanting to hear your content and that's something that hasn't been possible in the history of the world up until you know the last 10 or 15 years that you can say here's my specific thing that I'm passionate about that I want to talk about and I can do that I can reach people all over the world that are interested in that same exact thing and it costs me you know almost nothing and I don't have to worry about somebody coming and shutting it down or somebody Changing what I want to say, you know, molding my voice. Some podcasts, obviously, they do have sponsors. They do have, you know, ways that they kind of limit themselves in what they say. But that's not something they have to do. It's something that they choose to do to to have sponsorship or to have, you know, ads on their shows or or to work with a partnership that kind of limits their freedom to to express their opinions. But anybody listening today, you can go, you can get a microphone. You don't need a microphone. You can use your cell phone. You can record a podcast. You can edit it and publish it and get it out there. And it, it'll cost you less than five or ten dollars a month to stick your podcast out there. You know, send me an email, go to Growler Media, you know, get the contact info, send me an email, I'll tell you how to do it. But to me, that's that's just something so inspiring and so powerful. And so Once again, kind of a roundabout way of saying, you know, I love being able to help people to to realize that, like, hey, you can start a podcast. You can get your message out there. There's somebody that wants to listen to you. It might only be 20 people. And in the podcasting world, 20 downloads an episode, that's small potatoes. I've got podcasts that do less than that. But the thing to remember is, if you have a message to share to somebody, if you have something you're passionate about and that you want to share with people, think how hard it would be to go out and get 20 people to sit down Every week, every two weeks, every month, or whatever, in a room to listen to what you have to say, if you set up a, a meeting, you said, "Hey, hey, world, I want to you know sit down and and teach you a class or or have have a presentation that I want to give you, and you're gonna come and you're gonna come into this room and you're gonna sit down and you're gonna listen to me for for twenty minutes or whatever it is. How big would it be if one person showed up physically in that room to listen to you?" You'd be like, oh man, somebody's actually here. You know mm-hmm. how big is it? If twenty people are, there? I was like, dude, like there's actually people out there. I gotta say something legit. And to think, you know, even if it's just that twenty people, and they're coming back, they're subscribed to your show, they're coming back every, you know, every time you publish an episode to listen. That's power. That mm-hmm. that's something powerful to yourself. You know, to to them, that is uh, that that's incredible to me. And you know, you gotta think that there's there's podcasts out there that they don't have. Sponsorship or or whatever they don't have somebody pushing their message or, or their ads or whatever and they've got thousands of people listening every week or every two weeks or, or whatever it is to the message they have to share and then the community that comes behind that is just another thing that's that's so amazing to me because you have something that's so niche that's so specific and when you find people that are interested in that that's also been one of the great motivating things and the joy that I found in it is that I can find people that are interested in exactly the same thing that I'm interested in and we can get together and they, they listen to a podcast, I listen to a podcast, say, hey, you know, let's connect on social media. The friendships and the connections that I've been able to make through it have been one of the motivating things behind being in podcasting and sharing it with other people. Because, I mean, most of my friends on Facebook, I've got, you know, tons of friends, tons of people that I grew up with, friends from school, whatever, that it's Mm -hmm. fun to see kind of their what's going on in their lives. But the people that I'm really interested in and that I connect with a lot more are the people that I met through podcasting. Because it's not just, hey, we grew up together or, hey, we had these connections 10 years ago. It's, hey, we have a common interest. And that's what brought us together, you know, listening to the same podcasts or being podcast creators, so again, I don't know if I answered your question entirely, but uh, I, I just love it. I love being able to help people to find what I found in podcasting and and be able to share that with others.
0: Your explanation definitely answers the question because just again, your passion for the the topic and for how you feel about it is very self explanatory. I mean, in itself, I personally can you know not having knowing you very long, I can see that you know. Choosing to be a part of your media company and and seeing what you put out there has been a best choice for myself personally. And so I'm glad that you are willing to continue to help people and that you're sharing even your experiences and stories with us today. One thing I want to ask, because I know from myself, coming from the background that I have and kind of considering myself an introvert this has been a growing experience for me. And I've, I've seen myself grow and change in so many ways. What what ways have you seen personally your own growth level change as a result of doing this work that you do with podcasting?
1: Oh man, it's been, that. that's also been one of the places that I found the, the most satisfaction. When I first started podcasting, I don't like being around I, Big crowds, I'm not a fan of at all, still to this day. But speaking in front of people, it's something that i have somewhat familiar with and somewhat comfortable with in, in my church growing up. We we're always giving talks and uh, in front of crowds, and it's usually not a ton of people. And then uh, I did serve a mission for my church, and so that was very uncomfortable for me to go out there and to to talk to people, to talk to crowds, speaking a different language. So, when I got into podcasting, You kind of get both sides of that because it's like, well, I know people are going to be listening, but no one's listening right now. (laughs) And (laughs) so it's been a growing experience for me to be able to to kind of find my voice hidden in my room behind a microphone, you know, where nobody can see me, where if I make a mistake, it's not a big deal. But as you do it, you know, day after day or week after week. And you get more used to it. You kind of find your voice. You do. You are able to express yourself a little bit better. And so your confidence builds. And especially once people start listening to the message and connecting, then you know you see that everybody really does. I mean, I know it's kind of a cliche. Everybody has their message. Everybody has a story to tell. Everybody has a voice. And you're kind of like, okay, yeah, but I don't really. Um, but you really do. And the way to find it is by sharing. It, is by g- giving voice to to your message. So so for me. It's been kind of that growing experience where, you know, 10 years ago, if somebody had said, "Hey, I want to interview you," I would have been like, "Yeah, yeah, no, thanks. Um, <laughs> I don't want to put myself through that. I don't have anything to say." And you know, even when, when you contacted me about being an interviewee, I was like, "Well, I don't really know what I'm going to talk about, but you know, I'll do it. I'm I'm up for it." And I had an experience a few years ago. I was at a media conference saying, "Hey, how can we promote our message?" And so I was interested in. It. I went to the to the conference just kind of to be sit in the background be an observer. They started talking about podcasting and and uh, search engine optimization and kind of how do we get more coverage for our podcasts and for our media and so there was a QA and i started uh you know asking some questions and kind of having a conversation with the uh with the person that was giving the presentation and somebody from the from the conference came up to me afterwards and said hey we you said some really great things we had one of our speakers drop out for later in the day could you give a 30 minute presentation on podcasting and i was like wow like wow. uh you you've never even seen me before you have no idea who i am and we're here at this conference you know there's like 150 people in this room and you want me to like get up like with 20 minutes notice and and give <laughs> give a presentation and uh, the reason i was able to do that is because i had been practicing essentially to to give presentations to give speeches by doing podcasting so it's kind of kind of that 10,000 hour rule like the more you do something the better you are at it until you become an expert i'm no expert but because i had logged so much time behind the microphone talking to myself to other people interviewing other people speaking on these topics you know it's something that i was able to do and and again kind of that was something that was very empowering for me to to be able to say yeah i'll do that and then do it and have people come up to me afterwards and say, Hey, that was awesome. You're you're, you know, that was a great content, that was great pr- presentation, you know, your stage presence, everything. And I was like, Well, I'm I'm glad because usually I'm behind a microphone, so no no one ever sees me. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's been something that's been really fulfilling to me is to see my growth and to experience the level of of confidence change throughout this whole process.
0: That's awesome. That's absolutely amazing. And good for you. Good for you for allowing yourself to to just, you know, take that opportunity right then and there. You know, I know it, it, for me, that would have been like a, uh, okay, <laughs> kind of thing, but good for you for actually just saying, okay, yeah, yeah, I can do this. And I'm sure, I'm sure you did a fantastic job. That's, that's awesome. I know that personally, when you're trying to look at life and you're trying to, to just sort out like, what is my what is my purpose? What am I here to do? You can fill it up with so many different things. Or sometimes you feel like, I don't know, big question mark, big blank. I, I really don't know. But for you, it sounds like honestly, being able to be of service and to be able to help uplift others is, is one thing that you take very seriously and to heart. And so, for yourself and for your own personal definition, Bobby, how do you define success?
1: Well, I should have seen this one coming because I, yeah, I've helped you know edit some of your podcasts. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh-huh.
1: <laughs> so, for me, I think success is about finding satisfaction in what you're doing. I've thought about this a lot because in my professional career like I said this podcasting is what I kind of do for the joy of it and in my professional career is what I do to to pay the bills but it's something that I've struggled with a lot because I want to find fat satisfaction in everything that I do and you know what I do for my job that that's the majority of my day that's the majority of my life if you think about it and so I've thought a lot about you know how can I find more satisfaction in my work it's it's a hard one so as for me Personal success. If we're talking about work, like having an income, it's it's covering the bases, making sure my family's is well cared for, and then being able to do something that uh, that I find satisfaction in, and that I can be proud of, that I can look back on and say, you know what, I did that, I did the best that I could, and what I did was something that was worth doing. I don't have to make a ton of money. I don't have to create the most awesome thing ever, but being able to say, you know, what I did was something that I enjoyed doing was something that I found satisfaction in and that was a good product or that was able to help people to me that is success money comes and goes you know fame and fortune comes and goes if you think about somebody you know look back at the last 100 years and 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 who do you remember from that there's not a lot of people that their name's going to be out there still so it's not about the fame it's not about the fortune cuz that stuff is not going to be around forever but it's about having satisfaction in what you're doing every day and then leaving you know, a net positive outcome, whether that's through your job or through the product you're creating or through the service you're doing or through the people that you're contacting. I think personal success, if you have a family, it's got to be good for your family. Uh, it's got to be good for yourself in leaving a positive outcome, uh, whether that is through an exceptional work that you do or through the interactions you have with people. For me, that's what it's all about.
0: Dude, that's amazing. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. And And, you know, for yourself and your life? Because I know that you do the best you can. Like, you know, a lot of people, we try to live the best lives we can. We try to be a good example and supportive. What would be your personal legacy that you would hope to leave on this earth to family, friends, those that you serve in the community? What would that be?
1: So I think more than just like one contribution or something, I think it would just be more of uh of the influence that I have on other people's life, especially with my family, I mean that's that that for me is is paramount. They're the only people that are going to remember me. Again, a hundred years from now, no one else is going to know Bobby Flores. But you know, except for my family, they they can look back on the family tree and say, "Hey, you know, Grandpa, he he was great and he was loving and he was kind and you know wasn't focused on other things so much that that he neglected the family." So uh, the biggest thing for me is is to have a, that positive influence on my family, be able to provide well, and then. Have good relationships, raise good kids, uh, have a loving family. That for me is paramount. But then again, uh, outside of the family realm, just being able to to have a positive impact on someone's life, and that doesn't have to be through work. That can be through kind gestures. That can be through being a friend. So for me, the work life supports the rest of our life. You know, if if I'm working and doing something positive there, that's going to allow me to to provide for my family, to provide for my living, and be able to be a positive influence on others. So if I'm thinking when I die and people are showing up at my funeral, I want them to be able to to share stories of, hey, you know, this is something that Bobby did that that helped me or you know, something good that I was able to contribute to their lives because in the end that's what people are going to remember. That that's all that really matters.
0: Well, Bobby, thank you so much for sharing your thoughts and your personal experiences and giving me some time to to really have this intimate conversation with you, and you know I know you you're a busy man you you have a lot to do with your family and, and probably with your media company as well so you know again, thank you for all that you do and for for spending this time with me today
1: you're welcome and, and I do appreciate you inviting me on the show like i said i'm not sure how much impact my message will have on others, but hopefully somebody listening out there you know needed to hear that that you've got a voice that your message can be out there that you know connecting with other people connecting with like-minded people is something powerful that can help motivate you that can get you excited about life again so so find something you're interested in find find something that that brings you joy and go after it
0: absolutely absolutely and i know that your message will resonate with others because you've motivated me <laughs> this morning and i again so thankful for you and for your guidance and friendship thank you Thank you
1: for listening to tomorrow's motivational podcast. Please join us again next time.
0: Wow, something is really different on the ground.